0: Remember that everyone's evaluating you at all times, 100%. which is terrifying, but also like kind of motivating. Yes. <laughs> you
1: know? Oh my gosh. I'm so externally motivated. I am constantly like, what would they like? Like after a meeting, i I'm like- I thrive on validation. I, oh, I thrive <laughs> on validation and the fear of like non-validation. Yes. Yes.
0: Welcome to the Corporate Sellouts Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Tori. And we're two self-proclaimed corporate sellouts who are touching base on a weekly cadence to deep dive and double click into the corporate world one episode at a time.
1: We'll hit on all the topics you don't have the bandwidth to explore yourself and help you move the needle on living your best corporate life.
0: Because if you're going to be a sellout, you might as well be
1: a top performer.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Hope you're having a great week. Yes. We are in a different location with better microphones. Yes. Okay. So, elephant to... Let's... Okay. (laughs) Let's rewind.
1: Let's rewind. Elephant in the room. Yes. Our audio has been poor quality. Yeah. Lately, I think it had to do with the fact that I frequently dropped our microphones.
0: (laughs) We love the honesty. And the
1: fact that they were like $35. Yeah. So,
0: like... When you start a podcast, you have no idea how long it's going to go for. Yeah, like, You don't know if it. you're going to like it, um, if it's going to take off. And it took us a full season before we were like, okay, we're ready to invest yes. in some better microphones. Yes. And get a nice setup. And Tori has created this beautiful backdrop and set up in her home for us which is amazing um so we're gonna get to posting more on instagram and everything and really get serious exactly (laughs) yeah so
1: like we had been in my living room which is all the videos of us on our instagram and tiktoks and stuff that's literally my living room but i take every week i put up and then take down the microphones they like clipped onto the end table because it's my living room right I don't want like like no offense to our brand but like I don't it's, want like corporate yeah, microphones no. in there um and like I move the coffee table around every week to put the, our cameras up and everything um but I have lately been for my work zoom background putting like a lot of my coworkers do this it's like a trend at my company to put your background as like a place you visited or a place you're going oh, that's and cute. so like I never have my office in my zoom background anymore because I have right now, I have New Orleans because I'm going to New Orleans in two weeks and it's like a talking point and Love it's that. really cute. Um, so I was like, if I have corporate sellouts, microphones and studio set up behind my desk, like I'm looking at my desk right now. It doesn't really matter so this can just be your studio yep. and then it's all great and then I don't have to drop our microphones all the time and now I can get expensive microphones because I promise I won't drop them right
0: and so you can just sit here and yeah. nobody will even notice exactly I think. so yeah yeah <coughs> so sorry i <I'll>, yeah. <laughs> no so we're really excited um and hopefully you can tell the difference hopefully and we're sorry <laughs> yeah sorry for the shitty audio in the past (laughs) yeah you know we
1: just are leveling up and we decided we're gonna stay podcasters Mm -hmm. um we're like we have a lot in the pipeline and like a lot of exciting things are happening a lot of partnerships and just like things that we hoped would happen but it's like who does that happen to like
0: you can't make that happen it just happens or it doesn't exactly yeah, and, and you don't know until until you try. So exactly. thanks for sticking with us through yes. like if you've been an OG since the beginning. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> It'll um, only get better and go up from Yeah, here.
1: exactly. So if you've liked us before, then you'll really like us. Yeah, so. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um Tori, where are you at this week on your corporate sellout scale? I um am sold out. I Sold out. I'm just, <laughs> completely like, maxed I love out. it. Um, I'm probably a nine. Um, yeah, I just I really like my job that's awesome maybe next week I won't say that but also we get a monthly mental health day um which is this coming Friday oh and nice. also because it's the third Friday of the month and also today we have off as well and mm-hmm. so I have a three-day week so I'm
0: that's amazing like
1: I'm happy to be here yeah
0: for sure so yeah what about you I feel <laughs> like yeah right now I'm at like a seven or eight okay. because Passing. we have the day off yeah <laughs> right um, yeah. And things are getting better. Things are getting past the craziness of the holidays and kind of the, the hangover after mm-hmm. holidays. Yes. it's. I think, knock on wood, but I think it's going to level out a little bit and just going to be in a nice pace Yes, from here. And just we have a four-day week. So. Yes,
1: four-day weeks are good. Yeah. Four-day weeks that are where you don't have the Monday, I feel like is more rare.
0: Normally, it's like you get the Friday off. Yeah. I
1: don't know. I don't know if I like it more because it's like – after Thursday you're done and then you have Friday off versus like we still have to work all the way to Friday. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like you, you just have the Sunday scaries on Monday instead. Yeah. But it goes faster, which is That's good. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it's already Wednesday. Right. You know. Exactly. So um, this week we're going to be talking about corporate goal setting and end of year reviews. Um, I don't know, and we'll talk about this a little bit, but For my company, this is a selfish um, podcast because I'm doing this currently. I'm writing my own end-of-year review. Our fiscal year ends in February, so we do all of these at the end of January. And we get all of our feedback around, like, February, March. So I wanted to talk about, and since it's the new year, um, you know, how to set goals. And not necessarily resolutions, but, like, how do you face your year? Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I kind of wanted to do some sort of, like, resolution-y vibes type podcast in January, Um, and I think this is better because I think it's kind of overdone, like, talking about New Year's resolutions, but Mm -hmm. for me, my company, we do reviews quarterly, and so I feel like either you just did them or you're about to do them. Like, three months in the corporate world is, like, Mm
0: -hmm. no time
1: at all, and so I think it's always relevant to talk about, and a lot of the tips um, and things that we're going to go over, um, it's things that you should be doing not when you are in like evaluation season and so I think it's really relevant to every single person if you have any sort of um evaluation cadence or like performance management Mm -hmm. um which most companies should I worked at a startup that didn't because they were just like flying by the seat of their pants and I was there for seven months before (laughs) I was like I I have to have structure I'm gonna explode yeah not really on brand for you no (laughs) I made it for seven months and my current company like reached out and like I got a job at my current company. I didn't, whatever. But yeah. um, thank goodness they
0: did. Because I just, the whole reason I started a Corporate Salad podcast. I love the corporate mm-hmm. life. Yeah. I love the structure. Yeah, and we, I know every company does it differently. Mine is annual reviews, but we also encourage um, semi-annual feedback cycles. Mm-hmm. But it's more formal at the end of the year. And you like also request feedback from your coworkers yes. and stakeholders. And your manager gets all of that together. We don't do ratings, but we have these, like, potential assessments that are kind of, since I'm in HR, I know about them, but they're not really well-known to everyone. It's kind of just like a back-of-the-envelope kind of um, rating, but we don't use numerical ratings, and I know that's different than yours, right? Yes, it's numerical, and it is a rubric, and
1: the thing I like most about it is, like, There's, I don't know, five or nine. There's a a list of competencies, like, results-driven, communication, like, all the, you know, Mm -hmm. the typical corporate kind of categories. And then you get scored one through five, and then you... Like, there's some equation, and it's, like, you are 37% of the way through your level, basically. Okay. And once mm-hmm. your average is 5 out of 5, you're, like, 100% through your level. And basically, no one should ever be get 100, because that means, like, you should have been promoted. What are we even doing? That's what I was going to you know? ask.
0: So, like, yeah, do you have to get to 100 before you're promoted? <laughs> no. Like, I
1: just um, – I think I got – like, I was promoted – uh, 11 months ago, 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. And I am now 47% of the way through my band. I'll say it. Um, <laughs> and my manager was like, so we'll probably put you up for promotion next cycle. Okay. I was like, Oh, all right. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, I don't really know, but it seems, and I was, I was like 32 and now I'm 47. Okay. Um, and so like I jumped, I don't know, like 15 percentage points in, in a six month period. Um, so it's kind of, which I can, I feel like is weird to talk about it, except that it's so arbitrary to anyone except for if you work at my company. It's so interesting. So that like, like it's so different not than mine. Yeah. 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 Um it's very equation driven. Mm-hmm. So obviously I will work at this company for the rest of my life cuz if no <laughs> if, like, <laughs> if another company I want to go to doesn't have it this equation driven, I don't know how I can handle that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I could imagine going to the next company it's like how do I know how yeah. I'm doing? Exactly. Yeah. Um so with all of that to say Let's kind of dive into what a self evaluation is, where it originated from, what are the benefits, and mm-hmm. then how do you maximize these to really show off your potential, show off what you've done, and just get the best, get the most out of it for yeah. you and your manager. So, self evaluations are performance assessments that both employees and managers complete. And like we said, they can be done quarterly, semi annually, or annually. And range from open-ended questions to ratings on a numerical scale. Um, there, so workplace eval- or workplace employee self-evaluations can be traced back to management theorist Douglas McGregor, and this is from an article called "Self-Evaluation Examples" and built in by Lisa Bert- Um We'll link that in our description. Yes. <laughs> but Douglas McGregor believed that employees who enjoy or employees enjoy work and they are intrinsically motivated to work and have the self direction and ambition to do so. And he wrote this back in 1959. Bold and, assumption. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> um so I kind of like that though because yeah. Being intrinsically motivated means that you aren't motivated by a paycheck or the work environment but it's within yourself that you mm-hmm. feel like you need to work. And I do think humans like naturally want to work yes. and want to get things done, even though we might complain about it and be like, oh, I just want to sit on the beach. Yeah. We wouldn't feel fulfilled. No. And that is evidenced by the fact that every time I
1: sit on the beach, I'm bored in half an hour. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to get, like answer What emails, can I do? You like, know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I
0: think that's true for sure. And maybe there's some issues with, maybe we should <laughs> unpack that later. Like yeah. capitalism has gotten the best of you maybe, but. Maybe, um, probably. <laughs> but, you know, I think at the end of the day, we need to have a purpose in life and yes. this creates a purpose. For sure. So in order for self-evaluations to work, employees have to believe that the process is fair And if it's fair and they feel respected and heard in the process, then most react very positively to self-evaluations.
1: That is so true. yeah,
0: I think that I agree with that. Yeah, and I
1: think that no employee would think, like, there's nothing more fair to any given person than a Mm self-evaluation because it's like what you think, you know? So having that incorporated, but then also the understanding that like, okay, yes, we're going to incorporate your feedback of yourself, but obviously, you know, it can't be... The only thing we use is like, that's also fair. Right. You know, because I understand that I am biased, but I understand Mm -hmm. that I know myself better than anyone else. So,
0: yes. Makes complete sense. Yeah, totally. Um, And it really helps you to look back at the period that you're evaluating, whether it's a quarter or a full year, and see, oh, these are all the things that I got done. And Mm -hmm. like, that's where preparing in advance comes in handy. Yes. Um, And that's one of the first. First tips, and we looked up a few different, you know, best practices. Yeah. But one of the (laughs) Barton is snoring. snoring. Sorry, (laughs) if you heard that. Um, One of the first tips in writing a self evaluation is to keep track of your hits and misses throughout the review period. Yes. So that's all of your work that you've done, all of your big accomplishments. Um, And in terms of your misses, quote unquote, I think it's good to. Keep track of a few things that maybe you learned from or you were able to grow from or, um, you know, improve upon. But if it's something that you think, oh, I didn't do that well and you don't have anything to speak on, like redeeming, maybe don't put that in there. I think it's good
1: to keep track of your misses too because – as the person doing the missing you really want to be able to cherry pick like the yes. least bad ones you know like yes. we all have like probably all mess up every single day but to be able to say like i'm gonna choose this one so i can be all humble be like look oh yeah i know i definitely messed up there but i'm improving like mm-hmm. you want to be able to have a full inventory of like what miss is gonna make you look like the least bad you know yeah so i think that that like. Okay. I don't know, is important.
0: Absolutely. And there's an element of self-awareness that comes with this. Yes. And I think there's all these like unwritten rules and soft skills that you really need in order to succeed in the corporate environment. And one of those is self-awareness and like yeah. your emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. I gonna say. Yeah. And so if you're able to point out, this is what I did really well, and this is what I can improve on, and this is what, you know, I think I didn't do well, your manager is going to see that and say, okay, this is somebody who knows themselves And is working on the things that I would have told them to work on already. Like, it's not a surprise. That's like – and if if you're manager and you agree
1: on it, you know, um, I think that that is really good too. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, you know, the only way to get to the next level is to show improvement. And you have to have things to improve upon. So back to what I said about kind of being able to understand yourself enough to cherry pick what you want. Like, you can strategically – you know, if there is something that you need to improve to get to the next level, like, find a miss, quote-unquote, in that area so that you can be look back in six months and be like, look, I, you know, this was my miss and I improved so much and now you're at next level, Yeah, you know? So, like, using that to your advantage, um, I think, is strategic also. Yes,
0: definitely. So, if you're like me and you have an annual review, highly recommend keeping a running resume throughout the year. And mm-hmm. I would do this anyway because I think we – too often forget to update our resume when yeah. we're, like, comfortable up in our job. jobs. Yeah. yeah, I haven't done it in years. Yeah, and you never know when something's going to come up or, you you know, you need a resume all of a sudden. And going back years past, like, where you are yeah. currently to look back at what you've done is so much harder than doing it just quarterly or, like, yes, monthly. for sure. So I try to do this throughout the year. Yeah. Um, especially with, like, big projects that I work on. And then also getting feedback... From your manager throughout the year, if they don't make a practice of it, like make sure that you're on the same page before going yeah. into the review. And
1: if your manager is not making a practice of it, then you need to make a practice of yeah. it. Yeah, you know, well, I've had two types of managers in my current role one who was like a senior director, just had a million people under her, and I had to be like, Okay, like we're talking about my feedback t- today, you know, and that's mm-hmm. totally fine because that. Like, it's on you to do that. Yeah. It's, like, sugar on top if your manager sets that up yeah. for you, you know? In
0: an ideal world, um, your manager would be really yes, good at it. for sure.
1: sometimes they're um, not. And now my current manager is almost too good at it. Oh, <laughs> he, nice. He'll, like, like, jump on it. I'm like,
0: okay, yeah. All right, we're doing it, yep. <laughs> so,
1: but I think both have complete merit as managers. Um, And just going through it, like, on a cadence, whether it's once a month, you know, you have your 10 or your one-on-ones or whatever you call it at your company. A lot of times those just de- devolve into like, okay, well, we have this meeting, so we need to backtrack on this deck and la la la. But mm-hmm. really having one like every, like the first Friday of the month, that's like, we are talking about development. Yeah. You know? Yep. I love it. So,
0: a um, couple of other tips for when you're writing your own evaluation. So, be honest. Don't embellish things that didn't happen. Um, They're going to (laughs) know. Yes. It's not like you're interviewing for a new company that doesn't know No, like they were all there. Yeah. (laughs) Not the time. Yeah, not the time to embellish. (laughs) So true. Be clear about what you did and didn't do. And don't go too hard on yourself. Like be self-aware, but don't point out flaws that they wouldn't have seen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's so
0: true. And like if if the people listening
1: to corporate sellouts are like us, which they likely are because that's how the world works, Mm -hmm. like whatever you're gonna rate yourself truly in your heart you think like I did a three out of five on this like put a four yeah you know because three, three three and a half maybe. yeah like, like <laughs> I am so self-deprecating I'm like no I don't deserve that yes you do you do you know and like I like someone told me that one of my peers that is she um just like amazing in her career like she's not a career peer anymore she's way ahead of me but we're both like the same age graduated college from the same time um, she says that's what she always does. And like, I'll get I to love this. That. I have this point later on down, but when you're writing your self-evaluation, it depends on, you know, if your manager manages a ton of people, I know that I have had managers that have been really stressed for time really busy and copy pasted my eval. Yeah. I know they're not supposed to, but you know what? Like push comes to shove and you write a really good self-eval, like they will take, they'll just,
0: you're so making their
1: life easier. You are.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't don't like knock yourself down. A no, point. exactly. Like do yeah.
1: you want exactly what you want your manager presenting in cross calibrations or whatever type of panel that your company has. Mm-hmm. You know, like you. That's what you want your self evaluation to be.
0: Another point on that was that women tend to not share achievements as loudly or often as they yeah. should. So I know that like eighty percent of our listeners are women. Yes. So definitely make sure you're highlighting your wins and especially the ones that your boss might not have noticed or seen. Yeah. And even if like there's things that might seem obvious to you, your boss has probably so many other things to Mm -hmm. worry about that they forgot. So like remind them. Exactly. (laughs) Here's a gentle reminder. I did a really good job this year. And
1: that's why I say like whatever you think that intrinsically in your heart you're going to give yourself, you should just give yourself like 10 to 20% more. Um, because women tend to not do that and any man would, I feel yeah. like. Yep. Um, and so, you know, just go ahead and give yourself that leg up. Um, because I, I don't think that any manager is going to be like, Oh, they think they're a four. Wow. Like mm-hmm. they're going to be like, Oh, I disagree. Like, or if, if they do disagree, but likely they won't.
0: Yep. So, um, so on that note, um, also come prepared with what you want to achieve in the next year, in the next couple of years. Um, Come with your career goals. Mm -hmm. What are you liking about your job right now? Is there another role that you're interested in that you might want to pursue in the coming future? Um, Are there certain projects or experiences that you want to be a part of in the the following year that you haven't yet? You know, be honest. This is the time to really discuss that with your manager in kind of more of a safe space where it's like they're literally looking for feedback and also, um, goals from you. Yeah.
1: And I think it's important and interesting to note that any manager going through this is also going through it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you do peer reviews or just, um, not, I mean, you're not peers with your manager because they manage you, but like reviews of other people, like 360 feedback, they're going to ask or their manager is going to ask you for feedback. And so they're kind of trying to be on their like best yeah. behavior too. And like really shepherd you in this time period. Um, And I mm-hmm. think that it's a good time to bring up sort of these um larger goals and career goals um, and talking with them because they are also in a season where they're trying to really like flex their manager leader muscles. Yeah, definitely. It um, can be really helpful to you. So Yeah,
0: and they can help you – be realistic about some goals and if, yes. if you're not ready yet or if they don't think you are, which take it with a grain of salt because I, I will get into that a little bit too, like how to accept feedback. Mm-hmm. But, um, if they, if they offer you a couple of maybe mini steps to get to before you get to that next big goal, that helps you in the long run, just kind of totally. set and manage those expectations yeah. for yourself.
1: Yeah. Cause they likely, I mean, you know, management certainly shifts around a lot, but They'll likely also be the one reviewing you in six months or in twelve months, and so to be able to circle back on that, um, and show your improvement, and like, okay, like remember we talked about this is what you need to get to the next level, and I'm and I did X Y Z, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's very impactful.
0: Yep. So then there's kind of the two way street of it all, which is not only are you giving your self evaluation, but your manager should come prepared with some feedback too. And so when you're sitting there re- accepting this feedback, which can be so nerve-wracking and daunting, like, yeah. like just, I, I've never feel, or I never feel so exposed as when I'm sitting in, like, a performance review oh because my God. it's like, they know, they know everything and <laughs> Like, it's like I what's did wrong. Or, okay, do you watch Friends? I mean... Okay, I hate to admit, like, I'm not That's the okay. biggest Friends fan. No, I know. No, people, some people aren't.
1: Like, it's, it has not aged well yeah. at the show, but <laughs> Rachel is talking to her manager. I think they're, like, in a feedback session or – I don't know they're talking. And she was like, I have to talk to you. And before we start, I know that I'm crying. Right. And I'm not – they're not tears of sadness or anger. They're just tears of me having this discussion with you. <laughs> and it's I, so like, real. relate to that so much in, like, in the feedback I get yes. I guess three, four times a year. I'm like in a room with my manager. He has the chart of like, here's the competency, here's the rating, here's the comments. Oh, you, know, you go down it. Yeah. and it's like I'm sorry, but then it's like <laughs> no, like we're promoting you. It's like what? Like, yeah, like, like you've done a great I job. Don't know. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't know. It's so vulnerable. Yeah. Like they have your career progression in their hands. I know. And that, but you, but, then but they it, don't. Yeah, I exactly. I was going to say, but then it's up to you. Like, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. You know?
0: And not all of us work for amazing bosses. And sometimes yep. they'll give you feedback that doesn't resonate and doesn't mm-hmm. fit with you. I I know someone personally who had a boss and they gave them feedback that they weren't, um they didn't speak up enough or push back enough. And knowing this person personally, I'm like, and, and professionally. Yeah. I'm like, that's just blatantly false. Yeah. Like, they they push back. A lot, and they have great <laughs> ideas, and I don't think the manager was seeing that on a regular yeah. basis, which might be, you know, something you work on. But like, there's certain times when your manager necessarily doesn't know best. Yeah, and um, that's okay too. You just say, hey, thanks so much for this feedback. If you could give me specific examples yes. of when I've done this yes. or when you know you've seen this show up. That'll really help me yes. focus on it next time.
1: And I think, okay, so there's a really good example that I was so butthurt about that I know <laughs> I've talked about on this podcast that I got feedback that I didn't have good executive presence. Oh, I've
0: gotten that feedback too.
1: Um, And whatever. But I thought they meant that I was just over here presenting to VPs like la-di-da, I don't even care. But it was like kind of deeper than that. Like he was like, no, like, you know, you can read... You know, instead of just going from slide to slide, like, read the room more, like, see, like, oh, this VP just unmuted his mic. If it's on Zoom, be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I see that you just unmuted your mic. Like, it, did you have something to add or should we go on? Like, mm-hmm. because I pushed back on that and I was like, excuse me, no, I do. I have executive presence. What the heck are you talking about? Yeah. And pushed back on that. Then I realized that what I perceived as not having executive presence was actually not what he was talking about at all. You know, was yeah. talking about being a slightly bit more intuitive of a speaker, rating the room more. I'm like, okay, yeah, like I
0: guess I could do that
1: more. And you know? that's
0: like so many corporate jargony words like that. Yes. They're so like arbitrary and you, mm-hmm. what does it really mean? Exactly. And I, I got that feedback in like June, I think it was, or July. And I told my coach about it. And this is what's great about having a coach too, which mm-hmm. maybe we can like talk more about that at some yes. point. Um, but she's like, what does that mean? What is What does your manager mean when they say you don't have executive presence? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> I was just like, okay, noted. Yep. Check. I will do yeah, that. Yeah. So sorry. I'll do better. Yeah. But then it's like, wait, what does that mean? Yes. Because one-on-one, I think I'm so confident with executives. Yeah, uh, I
1: think I think you're
0: great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. And then like, you know, if I'm in a room presenting, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a new HR business partner, so I'm still working on yes. My confidence and presence, I think, but it's not going to look the same as my coworker's confidence who, you know, walks into a room and just kind of bulldozes it. Like, yes. that's not my style. And that's okay too. Like, exactly. not everybody has to have the same style. Very true.
1: Yeah. And okay, just to copy or whatever, go off about having a coach, Liz, who we interviewed, mm-hmm. I think it was episode nine. So good. Um, but she was my coach for nine weeks. I was going through this program with her. She was finance. She's a financial life coach. So, you know, it's about your financial life, but finance and life. Like I got this feedback when we were in, in the nine weeks that she was my, my coach and she really helped me deconstruct it and be like, well, do you think that's true? Like, what do you, th- like, how do you perceive that? Like, how does that make you feel? Like just really helped me deconstruct it. And it was so helpful. Um, and a little bit, like, I would kind of sass her. I feel bad. But be like, uh, well, it is bad. Like, sometimes things are just bad, Liz. Like, yeah. You know, she's like, okay, fine. But, you know.
0: Well, let's dive deeper into <laughs> yes, that. Like, but why? But it, <laughs>
1: you should still dive deeper into it. Yeah. So, I, that's definitely, like, a fair point that managers are just humans. They're just, you know, working for your company, like, to get to the, their goals, mm-hmm. really. And you don't have to take everything they say I would, I would push back on something before I ignored it. But yes. You,
0: but regardless, like, you can still, you don't have to take everything they say as Bible. Yeah. You know? So true. And a lot of them, like, managing doesn't come naturally no. to everyone. And they're still learning, too. And if you have a newer manager, they're probably like, well, I have to put something down on this mm-hmm. evaluation. Yeah. And, and um, you
1: do. Like, you can't just put all positive things. Like, you yeah. You have to give constructive feedback, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because that's what the rubric is. And that's because, like, you know, people aren't going to grow unless they have things to, ro- to work on.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so last, last point here is how to set smart goals. And this is probably obvious to a lot of people, but I think it's necessary to just go over when you're setting your goals, what does that actually mean and what does that look like in a corporate environment? For me, this is really hard because looking out a year in advance, it's like – I have no idea what the company no, is going to look like real. in a year, let alone what I'm going to be doing or what my job is going to look like. Yeah. So it's it's kind of – this is where it is a two-way street too with your manager. Like, does this look right? Is this – am I on the right track here yes. with this? Um, so starting off with – so SMART is a an acronym, right? Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Timely. So be specific. What do you want to accomplish? Like – you know, what, what is it specifically that yeah. you're going to do?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, measurable, how are you going to measure your progress and results? How will you know when you've accomplished the goal? What will that look like? Um, achievable, what steps do you need to take in order to accomplish the goal? They should be challenging but still reasonable. Like, don't put, I'm going to, you know, create this new tool and like <laughs> yeah, that put something even, completely out of the your coding wheelhouse. language you don't
1: even know. Right. And
0: like, <laughs> yeah. like don't work above your wage. Yeah. You know? Hundred percent. Um, relevant, why do you want to achieve this goal? How will it benefit the company? I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Think about it from your manager's perspective. How can you make their life easier? Exactly. And how can you make them and their team look good? Yes. You know, based on what, what you perceive their goals as. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. Um and then timely set a deadline for how long you want it to take in order to achieve the goal and use it to hold yourself accountable. So, yeah, I, I do this a lot because, again, if I'm setting goals for the f- full year, which is what we're supposed to do, yeah. some of those will be achieved in, like, three months mm-hmm. and others won't be achieved until we hit this certain cycle and I'm working on it, you yeah. know? Yeah,
1: and I think that setting these goals sets you up for really good success for future feedback cycles, like, yeah. measurable. I love putting in my, like, results-driven. Like, I created a program that made our company 92.5 million dollars based on this code that I ran that I know I can point to like it you know like you and like having those measurable goals means that you can look back on those and write about those in your reviews Mm -hmm. and that you know we have impact scores I don't know like if every company does that or what but um when the impact is literally a dollar figure that you know is directly attributed to what you did like pretty that's pretty easy you yeah, know definitely. So,
0: um it's harder for corporate functions like HR yeah. for example when it's like I'm just gonna help the business exactly. <laughs> you know like yeah there's not sometimes there's not those measurable like yeah. revenue that, that we can point to mm-hmm. but um when you get stuck on these I would recommend looking at your company's mission and values mm-hmm. and picking out certain values that resonate with you and like looking mm-hmm. at how you can better the company yeah. based on those values. For ones that
1: are like lower hanging fruit for your role, you yeah. know, like in HR, I'm sure there's certain of your company's values that are a lot more related to yeah. your role than others and mm-hmm. you can just like ignore those and like leave that for the business. Like if it's like to grow revenue, it's like, mm, maybe that's not what you focus on. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, why, yeah exactly. Really, you know, but I think that understanding like what the company, where the company is going and that goes back to like, you know, we have monthly all-hands meetings with our CEO that's kind of, like, foofy, wooey BS, you know? But, like, pay – it mm-hmm. if you actually pay attention to those, that's when they talk about our values,
0: la-la-la. Yeah. Like, that's actually kind of important a it little is. bit sometimes. It should be, you know? It, yeah.
1: um, In an ideal
0: world, your company would take those values and put it into every thread of, you know, what, yes. what your strategy is yes. and all of that, so.
1: Yeah, and I know my company definitely does that. Also mm-hmm. – um, <laughs> We're in my office now. I know. I've been looking at that. I love it. Um, so I have, and these I did not do smart goals apparently, but I have for my last review cycle, which was I think November. My review takeaways, um, and they're so nebulous.
0: But they're but, but like whatever helps you. Yeah, I, I, on a I look races. at them.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll read them really quickly. It always be three steps ahead. Recognize blockers and send leadership options to mitigate. Oh, so like at my level now. Um, you really go from being like, "Hey, boss, this thing happened. What do I do?" to be like, "Hey, boss, this thing happened. I'm, I mean, I think we should I either do it. this or this. You let me know, or by three, or I'm gonna do this. You know, like. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'll present less casually. That okay. So that was my takeaway before I pushed back and was like, "What do I? What does this mean? Can you help mm. me with executive presence?" Um. And then just pulling out of the day-to-day. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, so go, go, go. I'm very Mm task-oriented. Like, I have 17 tasks to do, and I have 15 minutes to do each of them. Like, bam, bam, bam. And that's great. You get a lot of work done. But, like, are you adding value? What are you doing? Like, what is it contributing to, you know? Yeah. So, I think, like, writing large takeaways and putting them on your whiteboard is very helpful. (laughs) And... And my dog is still <laughs> snoring.
0: I wish I had his life, honestly. honestly like, That's it's amazing.
1: Pretty dang good. He played at
0: the park all morning and now he's exhausted. So oh. <laughs> My my last takeaway from this is once you write down your goals and you have this um take this conversation with your manager, writing it down like what Tori has done in her office is the key to making sure that you're achieving those goals. Because it's one thing to have this conversation, but then Three weeks later, you're, like, back into the thick of it and, you know, you're doing your tasks and you're checking off your to-dos and you've forgotten all of the, mm-hmm. the big growth milestones. And honestly, looking back and looking at what you've actually achieved is so much more important than all of the tasks that you've done throughout the year. Yes. Like, it really should be adding up to a big picture. Yes. Here's how I'm growing and here's how I'm making the company better.
1: And that's what... One thing that I'm surprised I don't have written down on that because... Um... Is one thing that my manager says a lot is you need to understand or learn how to see the forest from the trees. Oh,
0: I like that. and
1: basically, I guess if the tasks are trees, like they make up the forest, and like what is what kind of forest is it? Like what kind of forest do you want it to be? Like
0: every once in a while, like climb up to the top of the tree and like look out at the whole thing.
1: Yeah, Um, and that is just like an executive leadership function that when you're moving from individual contributor to management level. It's just really hard like I am very good at my job I'm very good at like doing this part and then doing this part and then doing this part it's a brand new skill to look up and strategically plan initiatives for my team as the leader Mm
0: -hmm. like it's hard because when you get into a manager position you don't have time to be in the weeds no time to like look at all the tasks it's at the end of the day what's getting done and what is not getting done exactly yeah
1: Um, Okay, and so the last part that I wanted to touch on is if you do either peer reviews or 360 reviews or whatever your company calls it where you kind of ask your coworkers in like a formalized process, whether it's through Workday or whatever system your company has, where you ask other people that you work with for feedback, I think that these can be very strategic if you understand who you need to be asking. And so what I've heard at the companies that I've worked at is that you need to be asking people both inside and outside your direct org. So, like, if you work in marketing, you need to be asking people in marketing to review you. But then if you worked cross-functionally with sales, you know, sales, you mm-hmm. need to be finding, like, a sales leader that you worked with really well to get their feedback too so yeah. that you can be proving to your management that you have influence outside of your organization. Yep. Um, additionally, you need to be looking at people to review you, high, medium, low people. So, like, your peers – Maybe someone under you or like a level below you that can attest to your management um, or people leadership skills, and then find a stretch like VP or someone, you know, that it's like, oh, wow, like this person said something good yeah. about Tori. Like, holy heck, they're really high up. They're, you know, I'm going to take their word for it a lot higher. And so mm-hmm. I think that like who you decide to ask to review you is really important and don't just like ask your friends you know it's so obvious when you Uh, do yeah so yeah
0: and this is why i think it's such a good reminder throughout the year too. like remember that everyone's evaluating you at all times which is terrifying but also like kind of motivating yes
1: you know oh my gosh i'm so externally motivated i am constantly like what would they like like after a meeting i thrive on validation oh i thrive on validation (laughs) And the fear of like non validation, yes, yes, <laughs> you know, that those two things keep me in a really good balance, yeah. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, um, but just like understanding, like, oh, what would that person say about me, you know, yeah, um, so exactly. Um, and then another thing, I think the last thing that is that I haven't touched on is, um, that if you work at a company where they have a list of competencies or you know ahead of time what you're going to be graded on. I literally make an Excel spreadsheet or a table in a Google doc of like one column of what the competency is for the next level. So I'm a team lead right now. My Mm -hmm. next level is senior team lead. I'm not looking at team lead competencies. Maybe I'll have them or glance at them. I'm looking at senior team lead competencies and seeing like, okay, here's for results oriented or for like strategic thinking or communication or people leadership. Like what am I expected to be at, at the next level and then where can I pull out
0: tangible examples of how I've done that because um, when you ask for a promotion you can't just come empty-handed no it, you have to come with that tangible evidence of here's where I needed to be and here's where I'm at right now yeah. and this is why I should be at the next and level everywhere I've worked you don't
1: get promoted because you're good at your job you get promoted because you're already exactly. at the next level mm-hmm. like you already t- if if today I would be a great senior team lead, that's when they promote you. Not like, oh, she will be a good team lead. Like, oh, she's already performing at senior team. Exactly. That's Mm -hmm. when they're going to promote you. And so, or at least everywhere I've worked. Um, And so like kind of leveling towards that versus just towards your own skill level or whatever role that you're in. Yeah. um, I think is really important, but just breaking it down. Like competency by competency line by line what you're being evaluated on and then tangible examples mm-hmm. with numbers if possible but I just I work in a big numbers like field so yeah. for, that might not be as possible forever. yeah
0: I mean last week we talked about how with ADHD it's it's hard to work without a rubric and this is literally yes. a rubric <laughs> it is that is so yeah. true
1: like sometimes the corporate world does give you a rubric it, yep Yep. Um, which is maybe why I thrive when I talk about this Yeah, stuff. honestly. I um, mean, why, like, you work in HR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it it's a rare example to be like, okay, here's the instructions. Here's how I react mm-hmm. to each one of them line by line. Yep. So, um, and I do it the same way. I think I actually said last week when we were talking about how I kind of used to do schoolwork and writing papers, I did the same thing for rubrics. If I'm mm-hmm. writing a paper, like, I make a, a table in Google Docs. And I have, like, here's what I need to write about based on the rubric, and here's the writing. Yep. You know, it's like the same same thing. thing. Yeah. Love it. So maybe that's too regimented for the rest of the world, but
0: it works fine for me. It it helps me. So, well, that's kind of all we have on self assessments and goal setting. And we hope that you all go out and have. A amazing self-assessment <laughs> and yes. review cycle if that's in the near future for you. Yes. Um, and if not, that you start implementing some of these practices. Yes,
1: because as we said, it's not just if it's in the near future. You need to be consistently either preparing yourself by keeping good notes and documentation mm-hmm. um, or just going back and looking back on all of said documentation on a more regular cadence. Yeah, totally. A year. So go do that. Yay. Um. Awesome. Well, I don't think we had any sellout celebrations this week. It's a bit Wyatt Mm -hmm. coming back. I think everybody's getting back into it. Yeah, but if I know for my company, they announced promotions this week, so um, for this past quarter. So, if anyone other else's company announced promotions, like let us know. Yeah, we want to we want to give you a shout out. Yeah, and that's amazing. So, um, corporate sellouts podcast at gmail.com. And you can find me on TikTok at corporategirltory and Taylor at taylor.in.hr. <laughs> mm-hmm. And
0: Instagram at corporate sellouts podcast. Yep. Check us out. Awesome. Well, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you then.